Welcome in, everybody, to the Flagship Podcast. I am Chip Brown, columnist at Horns247.com, joined, as always, here on the Flagship by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns247, Taylor Estes. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Chip. Uh, you know, we have a lot to talk about today on uh, the Flagship Podcast coming off of Texas Pretty uh, substantial win, I think, and uh, definitely a defining win for Steve Sarkeesian in game one uh, with that 38-18 to 18 win over Louisiana Saturday. So got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. How are you doing? Doing great. I mean, I if I'm a Texas Longhorn fan today, I'm feeling good about what I saw because this looked like a well-coached team, and it was a team that got better as the game went on in most areas and you and I were just talking before the show, we're recording on Sunday, obviously Texas pulled off that victory on Saturday afternoon in a hundred degree heat. We'll, we'll get into that in a second, but I thought the way that they came out and obviously there was some hiccups early, the, the two blocks in the back on the 83 yard punt return by Deshaun Jamison that would have gone for a touchdown uh, that gets called back, and there were some penalties that Steve Sarkeesian said they'll clean up. But for the most part, you saw a first-time starter quarterback settle in, Hudson Card, a little rough early, but then settled in, had a coming-of-age drive on the 14-play, 72-yard uh, drive that took almost eight minutes off the clock in the second quarter. That was huge. He found his third down receiver in Jordan Whittington two, twice on that drive. Um, they converted uh, third and 12 and third and nine. Uh, the third and 12 was a 15-yard reception by Jordan Whittington. The third and nine was an 11-yard reception by Whittington. It led to uh, a touchdown. And, and then the third and 11 that Jordan Whittington converted in the third quarter was that 41-yarder where he broke tackle after tackle, uh, got up from, from that play and kind of bumped into a Louisiana defender. I thought, uh-oh, is that going to be a flag? But they they let it go because he was yelling at the crowd, trying to pump himself up. And, and then he also caught a third down pass from Casey Thompson in the fourth quarter. A third and nine was converted with a 16-yard reception to Jordan Whittington. I know people are... Well, and I'll just say Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Bijan Robinson, 20 carries, Taylor. 20 carries for Bijan Robinson, over 100 yards rushing. 20 carries, uh, 24 touches, plus, you know, four receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown receiving and rushing. Yeah, a career best, 73 yards receiving, including um, the, the skinny post that he ran out of the slot where he made it look effortless. And Bijan's touches averaged 7.3 yards per touch. So you'll take that all day. I mean, that's you, you're going to score a lot of points with uh, that kind of average. And, and so, and then I look at the defense and DeMarvin Overshawn, Luke Brockermeyer were everywhere. That's what you want your linebackers to be making most of the, most of the plays. Cause that means, the, the running game's coming between the tackles and your linebackers are there. And DeMarvin Overshawn, 13 tackles. Luke Brockermeyer, double-digit tackles as well. And 
and they had four sacks. Two of them helped kill Louisiana's last drive. Um, Ray Thornton and Jet Bush with those sacks late and and the defense forced a, a critical turnover late in that game as well to kill a Louisiana drive. So Texas wins the turnover battle. They win the third down battle. And you look at the defense, they gave up two field goals in the first half. You love that. They gave up two longish touchdown drives in the second half, but they didn't give up explosive. Well, I'll take that back. They did give up a couple of explosive running play uh, touchdowns, which I'm sure Pete Kwiatkowski is going to be uh, able to coach up his defense. But Taylor, the defense gave up less than 20 points, and that's that's what Pete Kwiatkowski said is the goal. I yeah. want a defense that gives up less than 20 points per game. Right. Yeah. You'll take that any day, you know, and, and when he said that we talked to Pete Kwiatkowski and I think it was almost two weeks ago. Now it's the first time we had the opportunity to talk to him when he said his ideal scoring defense would be less than 20 points per game. I think the majority of us that cover Texas were a little bit like, huh? Like <laughs> you're going to learn big 12 offenses pretty soon here, but you know, the defense I think played overall pretty sound chip and, you know, um, I think regardless of who the opponent is, this was a top 25 opponent. I mean, tell me the last time that Texas held a top 25 opponent that had a, a you know, a really good offense and a dual threat quarterback in Levi Lewis to under 20 points. It's been a long time. Um, you know, I can't really even remember the last time something like that happened. So overall, you know, I think that was a statement too made by the defense. And that's something that has been, kind of up and down over the last several years at Texas. Um, you know, it is kind of funny though, Chip, because I feel like every defensive coordinator, at least the ones I've covered their first year have come out and their first year really good. And then there's kind of some hiccups when they lose the veteran guys. But with Pete Kwiatkowski, you know, with his experience, with his track record, I don't necessarily think that'll happen. I hope not, because I've always thought it's ridiculous how quickly Texas is disregarded and you know, tossed to the side defensive coordinators. Um, you know, I haven't yet to see a defense coordinator finish year three at Texas. So that's saying a lot, I think. But overall, Chip, I think that it was a really good statement type of win. And it's something that Texas fans should be happy about. And I know that there are some people that were you know, maybe wanting to see Casey Thompson start the game over Hudson Card or maybe wanted to see Hudson Card finish the game on on his own. But the reality is what I think you saw in the game yesterday against Louisiana is Texas, it's what Steve Sarkeesian has said all along. Texas has two very capable quarterbacks. And regardless if it's Casey Thompson, regardless if it's Hudson Card, they have guys that can win ball games for them. And that's huge. It's absolutely huge. Now it's going to take, you know, probably some... Um, mentoring and trying to, you know, keep Casey Thompson probably in the program. But at this point, it, there's not really a point for him to transfer because he's already going to lose this year by playing, you know, a game in this season since he's already used a redshirt season. So, you know, I think that this is a good situation that Texas has at its hands. I know that the quarterback battle, there's people on both sides of the fence. I think that at this point, just be happy you have two capable guys to play the game because um, I think we saw both of that. We know what Casey Thompson did in the Alamo Bowl game. He came in, you know, midway through the third quarter for Hudson Card, and he did what he needed to do. No, you know, just did his job. And I think that's a really good 
sign for the position overall. Yeah. I mean, Casey Thompson comes in and goes four of five passing uh, with a touchdown, which just adds to his statistics. He's got now seven touchdown passes, no picks, and he's over 70% completion in his career at Texas. Hard to argue with any of those numbers. Those It reminds me of Chance Mock when Chance Mock was the quarterback at Texas, had 16 touchdowns, two interceptions when he when he got replaced by Vince Young. And and so, you know, Casey Thompson can sit and say, look at my numbers. My numbers say I'm a I'm a college, you know, a top flight college quarterback. And and you're right. Steve Sarkeesian's got to really continue to to say the right things to keep Casey Thompson engaged. Um, He, you know, hopefully he enjoyed the the win on Saturday and and sees that this might be a team that he is excited to be a part of instead of uh, like that ex-girlfriend analogy I used last week where it's like you're watching your ex-girlfriend dating someone else and you're having to sit there and watch it every single day. Uh, it's a tough it's a tough one. And so we'll see how that plays out. But as of today, I mean, I think, if you're, if we're going to nitpick and we, we do, because that's, that's what we, we, we look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hopefully everyone uh, got over to horns 24 seven and checked out uh, my good, bad, and ugly column. I, I tell it like it is every, every Saturday, every fall Saturday. And, and there were some, certainly we mentioned the penalties on the, on the kick return. There were some offensive line penalties and and the offensive line struggled to open holes for the running game early in that game. And but that's look, the defense was loaded up to stop Bijan Robinson. They weren't gonna get beat by Bijan Robinson. They wanted Hudson Card to have to beat them with his arm, and he and he did 14-21 passing, 224 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I know I know chips on the Casey Thompson hype train, but Let's not forget what Hudson Card <laughs> did in this game. You know, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. I didn't even finish what I was going to say. Okay. Hudson Card ended up leading five straight scoring drives. Right. And the offense scored on six of their first eight possessions, six of their nine possessions in the game. So once he got going, and I, again, I'm going to talk about that coming of age drive in the second quarter where he converts four third downs. It just, you could see his confidence growing and growing as he, you know, every time he took the field. And uh, I thought the passes were crisp. He was hitting guys in stride. If you look at the yards after catch, um, I think Jordan Whittington had 51 yards after catch of his, of his hundred and, um, or excuse me, Bijan had 51 yards after catch. Jordan Whittington had 54 yards after the catch of his 113 yards. And that's that's from the quarterback hitting the receiver in stride so that he can keep running. Right. He's not having to stop and do gymnastics to, to make catches, uh, which we've seen in the past. He's hitting guys where they're able to just keep going, make those big explosive plays. And that's that's what you love about Hudson Card. I mean, he throws a beautiful ball, a catchable ball. And, and so... You know, you're looking at that situation and, and feeling better. Now, 
you go on the road next week. And I thought I talked to Hudson card after the game. And I said, you know, how much confidence do you take from this game now to go on the road for the first time this season and, and face Arkansas. And he said, look, this one's great, but each game is its own entity. And we're going to have to prepare uh, like crazy to get ready for Arkansas. So he's, he's realistic. And, and that's, that's the next step for a young quarterback going on the road at night in a hostile environment and, and maintaining that poise, maintaining that ability to see the game unfolding without feeling pressure that isn't there and all the other, you know, stuff that comes with being on the road in a hostile environment. So I, I think if you're Steve Sarkeesian, if you're Texas fans, you're saying, okay, great first step. And if the most improvement you make is from game one to game two, then I think Texas fans should feel pretty good because this, this coaching staff knows what it has. I, one other quick point, Taylor, on the defense, there, there was a lot of substitution, which we said there would be. Uh, if you follow along at horns 24 seven and make sure that you, uh, you know, go to Horns 24-7, log in to any free story. There's a link there allowing you to get 30% off annual membership. That's the way to go. And, and also make sure you're subscribing to our Horns 24-7 YouTube channel so that you're getting all the, the latest from us on, on video uh, as well as what we're printing over at Horns 24-7. But there was a lot of substitution on defense, and guys played well. I mean, Darian Dunn, the backup corner, uh, to Josh Thompson, uh, had the forced fumble late in the game. Keaton Crawford played a lot. So did Jade Barron. And at safety, Jaron Thompson played a ton, um, rotating with Brennan Schooler. And at linebacker, David Benda got in a lot. Jalen Ford was in there in addition to Luke Brockermeyer and DeMarvin Overshawn. So they're building depth and they're they're getting good results, and that's that's what you want to see. You don't want to see drop-off when uh, the next guy comes in. You want to see sustainability. And in, a, in that 100-degree heat, I thought Texas managed the game really well from a substitution standpoint. Yeah, I was going to say that that's something that was really pointed at, or stood out to me, Chip, is the the lack of drop off. Because there have been times, you know, where starters, they have to come off the field at some point. I mean, you it's when it's 100 degrees you know, outside, it's probably 110 on the field. And so it's near impossible to ask the player to play every single snap. Um, especially I think on defense, because you're, you know, you're delivering hits, there's so many different moving pieces and everything like that. And you didn't see that drop off. And that's, that's huge. And I know it's just one game, but still, this is, again, a top 25 opponent that Texas just beat. And they were able to sustain, you know, um, be, you know, make a, a statement, I think, on defense, regardless if it was the first team on or the guys coming off the bench to replace them. That was huge. Now, one thing, going back to the quarterback thing, you know, Chip, it's going to be interesting to see how how this goes next week going into Arkansas, because regardless if it's Hudson Card or Casey Thompson, neither one of them have ever started a road game. So either both of the quarterbacks are going to have to deal what you had said, you know, about not getting in your own head, not um, having, you know, non-factors play a factor in your play. And that's going to be important for both of those guys. Because again, I mean, you know, Casey Thompson still has never started a game at Texas. So even if for some reason his play made it to where Steve Sarkeesian wanted him to start, that's his first start ever. 
you know? Um, so that's something that is going to be a challenge, I think, for for the quarterbacks, both of them, to be ready mentally and physically. Um, but I think at this point, Steve Sarkeesian shows that he has those quarterbacks ready, and that's that's a good thing, you know? And as long as they both can stay engaged, I think that this, is, this could be um, something to kind of watch. Now, Arkansas, they beat Rice yesterday, but Rice kept it kind of... Um, Rice led. Yeah, they led. I was going to say, and that's who Texas plays week three. So these are not saying that Rice is going to light the world on fire or anything like that, but they led in that game for a while. They they kept it close. I know Arkansas kind of took it away, but still, those are the next two opponents. So Texas has, you know, I guess probably it may work to their advantage. Who knows? Since they played each other, you know, you're going to kind of see what both those opponents have for game two and game three. Yeah, yeah. And Rice is a totally different um program now uh they they their coach comes from stanford they're a heavy uh multiple tight end set they're a physical uh team they're not the spread it out and throw it all over the place uh rice owls with you know david bailiff when tom herman was the offensive coordinator there so that uh that will be interesting and texas will learn a lot watching that Arkansas Rice game film about, as you said, about their next two opponents. And I think the the good news is Texas comes out of the game uh, injury free. They their playmakers made plays. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson did what he does. Jordan Whittington came through time and again, mentioned the four third down and long catches, conversions. And Xavier Worthy gave you a glimpse with the 34-yard reception and with the 18-yard punt return. And and so, you know, and Josh Moore as well, steady, making plays. Those are your top three receivers. Those guys need to be there uh, making plays for their quarterback so that the quarterback doesn't feel like he has to do too much. And, And Hudson Card, one of the plays of the game, kind of under the radar, that fourth and six conversion early in the game where he drops back, can't find his receiver uh, or anyone he feels comfortable throwing to, and he runs and converts Mm -hmm. fourth and six. Gutsy call by Steve Sarkeesian. That was. You know, people in the press box were like, is he trying to draw him off sides? I'm like, it's fourth and six. Uh, (laughs) Of course, people in the press box. (laughs) He's trying to draw him off sides. He sees something that he thinks he can get here. Right. And, and so, and so they did. And it was, it was big. I mean, Texas dominated on third down and converted on fourth down. Now, conversely, Louisiana was able to convert fourth down three times. Now, Louisiana was desperate and, and it's rare you're going to see a team go for fourth down three times um, and, and convert all three. But that again, if we're going to nitpick the defense um, and it was hot. And so I give the defense a little bit of a pass as that game wore on for not being able to get off the field as easily as they did earlier in the game, but they still held Louisiana, as you mentioned, a top 25 team with a fifth year quarterback and really talented, fast running backs. The receivers were a little, eh, which we, thought might be the case, but still hold Louisiana to 18 points. You had a nice uh, South end zone debut 
Campbell Williams Field. The students were there. They were loud. Now, I don't know where everyone was in the north end zone. Um, I was wondering that too. Like that was, it looked kind of empty, especially the upper deck. And it, it, and that's, I think people looked at the thermometer and said, oh my gosh, I'm going to go yeah. spend three, four, five hours out in a hundred degree heat. So obviously a lot of fans upset that that game was at 3.30 in, in the heat of early September. So uh, next week, night game in Fayetteville. I will be there. It's always interesting going to Fayetteville. I remember going there in the early 2000s. There's a special kind of, not hatred, but excitement that Arkansas has when they play Texas. It's it's a border war. It's, I mean, the, the old-time fans remember the Southwest Conference. Arkansas fans today just look at Texas as their big bad neighbor who thinks they've got it all figured out and they would love to bring that down. And so we'll see if, if Arkansas has enough talent. I'm, I, I will get into it obviously on the flagship podcast a little bit later in the week, but I, I think that Levi Lewis, the quarterback for Louisiana was a lot better than the quarterback they're going to see from Arkansas. So we'll, we'll look into our, uh, our research and make sure that that's uh, the way I feel. But <laughs> right now that's kind of how I feel, Taylor. Yeah, for sure. And one little thing before we um, go here, Chip, I want to make a scheduling note for the flagship podcast. We're going to be shifting things up a little bit during football season. So our um, normal Wednesday show where Chip and I have our commentary, we're actually going to run that starting um, Monday afternoons. It'll be ready in time for the drive time work home. The Longhorn Blitz then will be released uh, Tuesday afternoon, and then Thursday we'll have our interview podcast with uh, one of our really good, um, you know, sites over at our, the Arkansas site, whether it's Trey Biddy or whoever over there, they do a great job. We'll have them on as a guest for Thursday show, and then Friday will be the state of recruiting. So I wanted to make sure everyone knows that we're shuffling things around for football season. So our next episode of the flagship podcast will actually air Monday afternoon. So you know, definitely be tuned in for that. That's right. That's uh, tomorrow. That's so tomorrow. yeah, back you to back. Can't get away from us. You <laughs> cannot get away from us here uh, on the flagship podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the Horns 24-7 YouTube channel. Uh, just go there now and check out all the, the videos. We've got the, the interview with Joel Klatt on the Horns 24-7 uh, YouTube page. So Click to be a subscriber there. And also, of course, you can check out the flagship podcast on all your favorite platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, feel free to throw us a, a five-star rating at iTunes, a little review. That would be great. The bosses would love that. Um, but I think, Taylor, in closing, Texas fans should feel good about a, a complete win, a 20-point win. What the line was two touchdowns, it dropped all the way to eight and a half. I think it was nine at opening, according to Caesar's, well, yeah, yeah, depending the, on where it is. Yeah, yeah, and depending which lines had been up all summer and the ones that uh open the week of the game, you're right. I think the lines that opened the week of the game uh were nine, nine and a half, and and came down to eight and a half. But uh, Texas wins by 20. Defense holds the opponent, a veteran offense, veteran quarterback to under 20 points. And 
Bijan Robinson has a big day. Jordan Whittington, a big day. Hudson Card looked good. And, um, and so you take this as step one. I mean, Texas has had trouble beating teams it's supposed to beat under the last two coaches. So I'd take this as a good sign. No, absolutely. I totally agree, Chip. And kudos to Steve Sarkeesian. Seriously, I mean, Tom Herman didn't start off, you know, his career at Texas with a win. He lost to Maryland, both actually back-to-back years, but we don't need to get into that. But yeah, I mean, I think this was definitely something that, you know, Texas fans need to walk away from happy about. It wasn't perfect. You know, obviously no game's going to be perfect, but 20-point win over a top 25, you take that every single day of the week. Absolutely. All right, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. We'll see you over at horns247.com. And until next time here on the Flagship Podcast, stay safe and keep the faith.